Welcome to the Movie Bench Quarterbacking Podcast. This podcast features geeks brought together by fate to discuss movies and all things geek culture. Enjoy the show. So we're back again for another one. And tonight I have with me. Lane Q. Captain Keith. And I'm Jay. What's going on, fellas? What's up, y'all? Ain't not much, man. Just another day. Another day in paradise. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. Hey, so uh, tonight we're getting together to talk about the latest installment, I guess, DC movie, The Suicide Squad. It's directed by... James Gunn. It's written by James Gunn of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy fame, and it stars Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, and John Cena. All right, so I guess I'll do the little synopsis, even though I'm sure most folks that listen to us probably know something about this already, but if you don't, the supervillain Harley Quinn, blood sport, peacemaker, and a collection of nutty convicts at Belle Reeves Prison join a super secret, super shady Task Force X. <laughs> as they are dropped off on a remote enemy-infused island of Corto Martis. So that's the synopsis of it, but it's pretty much, um, you know, the bad guys let loose on the on the other bad guys. So so what did you guys think of the movie? What was your thoughts? Um, we can start with you, Captain Keith. <laughs> well, I can honestly say... I was wrong. I have to eat some humble pie. Uh, I was prepared to not like this movie. Um, I wasn't feeling the trailers until like the last one or two of them that came out before the film. Um, and I still think that James Gunn's not really strong on trailers, but he delivers with this film. I enjoyed the film. It was a, a delightful surprise. I liked it. I mean, there was some stuff that was kind of messed up, <laughs> and, and, but still kind of funny. And I think, and I kind of wonder if people didn't like some of the stuff that happened because of it. Uh, because of how the humor came about in the, in the opening <laughs> 10 minutes of the film. But it was cool. I enjoyed it. Um, Margot Robbie was great. I felt like watching her scenes, I felt like James Gunn should have did her movie. <laughs> um, and Idris Elba was, man, he was amazing. I'm glad he wasn't dead shot. I'm glad he was Bloodsport. His weapons, it, it, it was just cool. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was, it, was a, it was a good film. I was wrong. James Gunn to me is the first Marvel director to do a DC film and do it well. Yeah, because you know, everybody else they be messing up. Your, your boy Brian Singer. Mm-mm. But no, James Gunn delivered. He did. So yeah, yeah, I liked it. I did. Right. I, 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 gotta, I gotta keep it real. I have to. Yeah, I did. I was I, I was wrong. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, Wayne the Q, what did you think? Oh man. Um yeah, no, it was it was it was a good movie. I liked it. It was enjoyable. I mean, the characters were fun. I, I think James James Gunn is just great at this whole group evil thing. You know, he's just really good at it. I just you know, I think I think some some parts were just like, wow, like that's 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 dope how they went there, you know, or I didn't see that coming. Some some parts were definitely Marvel esque. Um, Avengers-esque, but uh, you know, uh, I mean come on, it's a group superhero thing so, but no, it was it was pretty cool like I liked it, I think I think, uh, you know I think everybody should at least, you know, go see it 
Um, Idris, really strong, really strong guy, man. I mean, he just, he's just cool. Like, you know, he's just, he's just smooth. Viola, you know, really good at what she does. It was just great. I, I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool. Right on, right on. I, I enjoyed it as well. It's funny. It wasn't. It didn't blow me away. Blow me away. But in certain ways, it did. It was. It was a mixed bag. It was very interesting. I love this. The story was pretty, um, pretty creative. I like the use of all the characters and how, even though it was a short amount of time that we had, considering all the characters there were, that everybody got like a good sense of who you were dealing with and the personalities and things like that. Um, the obscure characters, seeing those on the big screen was neat. Seeing characters I've seen in other things like the Flash TV show and then seeing um, this this movie's interpretation of those characters, that was cool. Um, being able to even compare it um, to the first movie, you know, and, and seeing the differences on style and how that can make a difference in a movie. Like you said, James Gunn is really good with the with multiple, juggling multiple characters at the same time and, and filling in the blanks in a cool way. Uh, while having you on this crazy story. And I think his ability to to do that and being the kind of storyteller that he is, he was able to tell stories with characters that would not work in anybody, anybody else's movie. Like he's good at creating worlds to have, you know, oddball characters in where they feel like they fit there. So that's, that's an art within itself. So I thought it was pretty cool. I think it was interesting that um, it feels like DC just let him do what he wanted. And that's kind of interesting because usually, you know, it happens in weird times, you know, sometimes when you think you shouldn't let the person have the access, they, they, they don't. And sometimes when they should, they, you know, they, you know, either or give access to somebody that probably needs to be restrained a little bit. But I thought it's kind of neat that it definitely felt like his kind of vibe of a movie and they just let him do what he wanted. And I think that's, I think that went a long way with these characters. So um, even if you saw the characters before in the first movie, he kind of brought new life into those same characters and gave you something different. So I thought that was pretty dope. So um, it's definitely not for everybody. Um, unfortunately, with it being rated R, um, I didn't feel like it's for kids. It depends on what your level, your parental guidance when it comes to what you let your kids watch. I, I'm kind of flexible with some of that kind of stuff depending on what it is, but I, I wouldn't let my kids see it as of yet. But for me sitting there as a person who's familiar with some of the characters, some of the characters I wasn't with a a uh, box of popcorn and a large drink. It was a, it was a good it was a good watch, you know. Especially um, I saw it with Captain Keith, so it was nice just kind of talking back and forth and just kind of laughing at the screen and just you know saying stuff when we saw stuff that kind of caught our eye. So it's a, it's a fun watch, especially with folks who enjoy this kind of movie. So since we since we kind of discussed that, let's go into uh, open discussion and just just kind of have at it. Is this like a spoiler alert thing? Yep, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah uh and i thought john cena was gonna be annoying but he was good <laughs> he's, been, so. he's been surprising me lately he's 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 showing up and of course like wayne said viola davis come on you can't go wrong with her yeah. you know she's amanda waller i mean i mean it, it's the one time where you get to see her play a villain and she does it very well it's just yeah don't mess with the wall that's what they say in the, in the cartoon yeah. don't mess with the wall yeah yeah, yeah you're right about that <laughs> You know, and I'm not quite sure if she was meaner in this one or in the first one. It might be a tie because Jay Hamilton reminded me of how she took people out in the first one. Yeah. And those were like her customer service agents. Right. Like, her field agents. They didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> they were just working for us. Damn. 
saying? She's mean than the villains that she controlling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's in the comic book, so I can't say nothing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's how she's written. Can I just say, oh. like, yo, yes. you know, Jay was saying earlier, the style of the movie. I mean, can you see the difference between a King Shark and a Killer Croc? Like, yeah. Why did they not do that in the first movie? That had to be the most stupidest decision to me, um, my opinion, that you would just do that. Like, I just thought that was ridiculous. Like, when you see King Shark, you're like, you know, and it, he ain't nothing extra special, right? It was just a humanoid shark. Like, I get it. But, I mean, they could have did that with Killer Croc. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I just, I would have rather seen, like, you know, the reptile... Uh, from Spider-Man movie, the, the the second one with Andrew Garfield. I mean, even that was more resemblance to like what I, something I would have wanted to see. It's just like, yo, what is this? Like, you know. Um, and so seeing King Shark just made it more apparent that I was like, ah, these guys, they really messed that up. You know, that first one because you know, not only was he, of course, you know, extra extra cultural, I guess, you know, extra like good, like whatever, um, but. Just, just the sheer fact of the look and the style of them, you know, just that the CGI piece is just like, this is this is something that's that's dope, you know. Spend the spend the CGI money on on this, you know. Um, now, granted, I could I could imagine that because it's James Gunn, they gave him a bigger budget because it's him, right? Right. Than David Ayer or whatever his name is, but you know, I'm just like, yo, they just seeing King Shark made me not like the first one that much more. Wow. Or like because because it just I, I already didn't like I already didn't like the the prosthetic that they had on Killer Croc because I actually like Killer Croc in the in the in the cartoon versions of him uh, growing up with the '90s where he was like blue and then you know in the in the late '90s to now they made him green and then like you know um, and then he he became more crocodile like each one so I, I you know I'm just like okay this is what I'm waiting for and and. This was not it. So, anyway, I just that was my that was my rant. I was just like, come on, y'all, really? But yeah, that's, that's funny. Well, getting back to what Jay said earlier about how you know maybe they let James Gunn do whatever he wanted to with that budget versus, and we, I think we already know that David Ayer, David Ayer didn't really have that kind of a luxury. Um, you know, at the time he said, oh, this is the film I wanted to make. Now he's saying, you know, well, that's not the case. They made me cut all the stuff out. And I do want to see the air cut, but I think, but I wonder if how Killer Croc look is because, you know, I don't know, I don't know if it was budget reasons or, or what, but we do know that um, it seems like there's, there's been extremes. Like on one hand, when the first one came out, they had more hand in what and, and how they wanted it to be versus you know, they realized getting James Gunn was a real cool because of his record and what he did with his last two films. So they didn't touch him. So I think that might be a big difference in why we got King Shark versus, you know, you know how Killer Croc looked. I mean, I don't know, but that's what I speculate. And I see, I thought that was more or less his aesthetic because he's more into more realistic style kind of stuff. And then he also went to, um, you know, like gang cultures and stuff like that. So for him to be tatting up I think I think they as far as what they look like and stuff. I think that the um, the edit of the movie was a last minute decision that DC Warner Brothers made. But as far as like the design and stuff, if if they had an issue with that, then you know, 
Joker wouldn't have been tatted up like a like a you know thug kingpin and stuff. So I think that they pretty much let him do him like a you know like a street thug. So if they let him tatten up Joker and Harley Quinn and all that kind of stuff. You know then. I think that was his vision. I just think that when it came as far as like the story and how it was cut edited, I think that was different. But as far as that style of that, cause that was so left field. I remember seeing that picture, you know, the Joker tatted up and, you know, the smiley face on his hand and all that kind of stuff covering his mouth and all that. Yeah, that, that was wild. And as crazy as it was, it was kind of neat, but I just didn't feel it came together cool for me, but it was shocking to see that. I've never seen a Joker like that. So if they wanted to have something that wasn't going to compete against Heath Ledger, they did it because that was so left of anything I had seen before that I couldn't even compare him. You know, he'd have just been, I would have left it alone, not compared him just because it, it was just so different as far as the, the look of it. But um, I think he just kind of chose more grounded type characters in a way, but who knows? Um, but yeah, it would be interesting to see that cut of that movie. But as far as like the design of the characters and things, stuff like that, I think he, they probably would have looked how they how they looked. What did y'all think about the um, the story? I thought the story was cool. I mean, I, I thought it was different. You know, um, they did lose me a little bit with all of the we in a different country type of deal. Um, you know, you got ah, this person, that person, this person trying to take over that person. We got rebellion going on. I was like, okay, this is this is a lot like is wait we okay so it's they're bad guys and then there are other bad guys and then there's a rebellion and then the bad guys kill the rebellion but then the other bad guys are bad guys but then you also got sorrow who is the bad guy it was just a lot like i was like all right what's what's going on here so yeah that was different that was layered a lot that, that, that was a lot going on with that yeah yeah i, I like the plot uh, especially them trying to get into like the little area 51 lab, <laughs> whatever you call that spot, you know, and then, you know, the story on that giant starfish. I'm like, yeah, this, this ain't going to go, this ain't going to end well. <laughs> yeah. Breaking into the spot, you know, something's going to go wrong, but it was, it was cool. I thought Starro was pretty cool. I mean, I thought that whole, I thought the way they set him up was, was really cool. Um, you know, and it's kind of, it was kind of weird if you look at it, like, like when Starro came out, there were these scenes that were so Avengers-like. Oh my goodness, you know? I mean, it was straight, honestly, it was almost straight out of the Avengers, really. I mean, come on, really? You know, King Shark, num num, mm -hmm. you know? And, 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 like the Hulk? <laughs> yeah, like the Hulk, like Hulk, yeah. man. It was just interesting. It was doing a lot though at some points. I mean, we in a club and then, yeah, it's just a lot. Some of it felt a little Doctor Who-ish, because the guy who was the thinker was actually Doctor Who before. <laughs> and uh, I just when I saw Styro and then, you know, the thing getting on their faces, I some of it did feel like an episode from Doctor Who, I ain't going to lie. But I still enjoyed it. It was still cool. Um, yeah, when the stars got on there, I, I mean, when he was sending out the, the stars to be on everyone's faces and controlling them, that was, yeah, that was... It was interesting to me. Yeah, and to, to me, like with um, like I was saying before about James Gunn's ability to create a world that can hold these characters, where I thought was pretty cool. Because like like Starro, that's that's a great example of, you know, not everybody could have made a movie featuring Starro. 
That character right. has been around forever, you know, since back in the day, Brave and the Bold with the uh, Justice League of America. You know, he's on a cover fighting, you know, fighting like Flash and everybody and Wonder Woman. And it's just crazy to me how all these years I've been seeing that character and never took it seriously. All he thought was just kind of like, oh, you know, looks funky on, on the comic or, you know, you would see it like in the cartoon sometimes. And I think the first time I saw Starro or Starro like being that I really took serious was when um was an episode of a uh, super episode when he had um, one of those Starro's got on Superman's face and he had him thinking about um, a past that he never had. Like the, the Oh, you're life. talking about Batman Beyond. It wasn't, was it Batman Beat? Well, no, not that one. He was getting controlled by him. That was one time oh. for sure. But it was another time where where Superman was in his, um, that he was being controlled and he was seeing that, um, he was seeing that he had never oh, left. Oh, oh, oh. Krypton. No, he, that wasn't, that wasn't Starro though. No, it was one of those type creatures. Yeah, that the, the, was, that was the Justice League uh, for the man who has everything. Mongo yes. gave him the black, the black rolls or something, something like that. And it is yeah, it, it's like you said, it's a it's a Starro like creature, but it's like yeah. a black rose or something. And right. That was one of my favorite that, that episode was crazy, man. Right. And and that was one of the closest things I saw to Starro that I thought like, okay, this kind of thing could be pulled off. So to see an actual Starro type character in a movie in 2021 walking around destroying buildings like Godzilla, it was a trip. So and it was intimidating. And it, it even has stuff where once that thing gets on your face that you can't even pull it off, you pull it off, your face comes off. So it was just on a different level, man. He he made that thing like you're grossed out and scared at the same time. And like I said, I've been seeing that Starro forever and I never took him seriously. So he was able to create a world where I saw that thing and, and really thought like, oh crap, this is, this is, this is going to be trouble. And something I thought was kind of interesting too, that I had an issue with the first one, the whole time was kind of like, Okay, you got this godly being that they got to fight. Why would you call somebody running around with a boomerang and a baseball bat and who's a good shot trying to fight against gods? It never made sense to me. And then with this one, they're fight, fighting this like alien being thing that's just huge, right? And the thing about it is when they got done doing their mission to get the information, Amanda Waller, to her credit, said, get out of there. Because really those guys would be fighting the monster that big. That's more super powered kind of characters, super, super powered villains or super powered superheroes. You know, somebody, like I said, with good aim and bow and arrow or whatever, wouldn't be fighting against this big old, you know, monster. So I thought it was kind of neat that she was like, you could get out of there. Now she was saying get out of there to be messy because it wasn't her concern. Let those people just get it. But I thought it was interesting that, um, that unlike the first one, she didn't expect them to be fighting something that's way above their pay grade. So I thought that was very interesting and a cool little detail too. Well, I, I thought the little interaction between uh, John Cena and Rick Flagg uh, was was crazy. I was not expecting that. Oh. I wasn't either. And, and, and I wonder if they jumped a shark on that. How so? Because he's kind of like the heart of the team. And the leader, I mean, I mean, unless there's just setting it up for Idris Elba to be that, which is fine. Uh, but probably, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't care for that, but I understood it. I mean, it, I mean, I understood when Peacemaker turned. It, yeah, I mean, I wasn't surprised, but I, I kind of hate that they did that. But you know, but it is what it is because isn't he still in the comic book? 
Rick Flag, or did he die in the comic book? I don't know what he is right now, but you know they make re-editions of them all the time. Right, and, right. You know, somebody yeah. dies, somebody so dies, yeah. come back. Right, that I mean, doesn't even matter because people come back as different people. That's yeah. true too. It's a soap I mean, it's, opera. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and then at the end when we got that bonus scene, I was all jacked up. Oh, he's still alive. Man, the wrong person, but they set that up for the HBO Max series for your boy, Peacemaker. <laughs> so I was hoping it was Rick Flag, you know, but it is what it is. But yeah, yeah, uh, but that, that caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I liked Rick Flag. I mean, he's, I mean, he, he was never the problem with the first movie. You know, he was consistent. And so was Harley in regards to both these films. And for him to be gone, but like I said, though, maybe. You know, Bloodsport's the new leader. And Amanda Waller did say, I was going to make a leader out of you yet. And she did. So maybe that's setting it up. And I'm glad that Idris Elba didn't do Deadshot. I'm glad he did Bloodsport. And at this point, you know, don't really miss Deadshot. You know, Blood, you know, Bloodsport was so good with those weapons. Idris was so good with all that. He was a pleasant surprise. But what was funny is when they were casting Idris Elba and they figured that he was going to be Deadshot, and it's like, oh no, because I think something else had came up. So they wanted to, so they changed it. And you could tell they changed it up because they even gave him a daughter and the whole situation was the same. So I'm sure they like, okay, we'll change the name and the costume. But it was just funny because- But he was better. Same. And I liked, and I and I actually liked Will Smith as Deadshot, but Idris Elba was better. I, I don't need Will Smith to come back. Sorry, you know, hey, you screwed the pooch on that one, bro. You know, Idris Elba did a great job as Bloodsport and I want to see him in the third movie. Definitely. I want him to come back. And if he's the leader, I'm okay with that because it was everything he did was cool. I mean, I'm still surprised that they wrote it that way. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it really made me think. I remember um, while I was watching the movie, I remember kind of getting caught up thinking like, man, Idris Elba has just been underutilized in Hollywood. And it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, man, look at this guy. He gets these roles. It's kind of like, eh. And he just makes, you know, great things out of them. I'm like, you know, the guys, you know, what they say, like the, the women want to be with him. The guys want to be him kind of, kind of do, you know. Yeah, that's he, a matinee he, idol. Yep. That's he what's got, missing he, right now. He that's got, a matinee idol. He has swag and stuff like that. And I think it's just yep. really cool that he got all that stuff going for him. And then yet and still, he's not presenting in Hollywood as much as he should be. And it's just like, and then I see the gray in his beard and gray in his hair. And I'm like, man, he's getting older. And look at this dude, you know what I mean? Like, like, and he's playing characters, you know, weird characters in Marvel, and he's but, playing a bad guy in this movie. And I'm thinking like, man, it'd be great if he was Black Panther back in the day or Blade or whoever. This is just interesting. Like I say, I just saw this cool dude that's older now. And I'm like, man, interesting, really. I just thought like, this dude is a badass. And then how many people we come across like that? And it's just like, that's just interesting. So, so what did you guys think about all, you know, they had like 30, 40 different bad guys, you know, ranging from, <laughs> uh, you know, obscure to we seen before. What did y'all think about, about um, all the different characters and stuff and how they were handled? What did you, like having Pete Davidson in there and stuff like that? What did y'all- He got shot in the face. It was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> it I was beautiful. His, his little <laughs> intro was, the little intro dance he did was classic. I loved it. The comedian um, loses I, his face. Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Thank you, Pete Davidson. Yeah, thank I you. It was, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting the way they did it, so that you know they can say they had all these heroes and mm -hmm. all these you know like 
you know, villain, villains and stuff like that put on the same screen and just, you know, and, and, and for them to for them to go out like that, like they did to set the stage for the actual team. That was brilliant. Like that was brilliant because you really thinking like, who are these people? Like, you know, what I mean, like other than yeah. Harley and Rick, like you like, who are these people? Like, really? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> right. It, it surprised me. I didn't see it coming to the point where they yeah, started the movie even. off with Savant. So you would think, right? He's starting off the movie. He's going to end the movie at least, right? No, not at all, not at all. But, so. but it's a reminder. It's actually a connection to the first film because they did that in the same in the first film too, where there were new people and there people at the beginning they got killed. So I, really? so I forgot about yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, there are people in the beginning that got killed. Um, it's just that one really? guy, but they didn't really even say his name or anything. The guy who did the graffling. That was the only guy that did it, and he got blown up off screen. But they didn't really, really know him. You sure there wasn't anybody else? Who? I gotta go back and watch it again. I remember the one guy talking about his head exploded. Yeah, because he's on he's doing the graffling yeah. thing, but he didn't even have no real talking scenes or anything. They were just telling everybody what they're gonna do, there was what's no gonna else? happen. Okay. I gotta go back. All right, I have to watch it again. Maybe you're right. Okay. But I just thought that was. I mean, technically, technically, (laughs) Common died. (laughs) He wasn't one of them, though. Yeah, he wasn't a hero, though. But yeah, he's the only person that he's the only person that died. But well, I mean, the guy that Will Smith killed, he died, and then Common, and that's it. Those only two people that died, and then remember, because that was PG thirteen, right? Yeah, yeah. so, So who killed Common? The Joker. See, so you messing with me now, Jay? Know who? <laughs> that was rhetorical. He trying to, he trying oh. to mess with me. I'm not, I'm not taking the bait. I'm gonna leave that alone. I ain't <laughs> no, taking the bait. I do want right, to see the air cut though. The Joker only kills black dudes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah. Huh. That's right. Anyway, even, I do want to see the air cut. Up to kill him. He even set him up to kill him. Oh, you want to look at my girl? You want to talk to my girl? Go ahead and put it on him. Go ahead, touch him. Go ahead, touch her. Yo, yo, Jay, I don't want no beef. Well, you don't want no beef. You don't want no beef. And then kills him. Yeah. Look at that. Anyway. Kill nobody else in the movie. Think about I that. I do want to see the air cut. So. <laughs> you kill more black but- people? Well, there's more Joker in it, so it'd be, it'd be interesting. Out of curiosity, right, that means more black people get killed. <laughs> the weasel was cool. <laughs> the weasel was cool. You're not gonna. I'm not taking a bait, Wayne or Jay. Not taking it. Nope. Not gonna go there. Not gonna do it. Wouldn't be prudent at this juncture. <laughs> but no, nah, man. Um, the weasel, weasel was, was kind of interesting. That was, that was creepy. <laughs> Made my nerves bad. I, I, I can't even sit right looking at that thing. <laughs> it went like, they didn't want Chad to see if the weasel could swim. That was funny. That was funny. I, yeah. But yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah the, the intro. So, I mean, and I don't know, man. The Suicide Squad is a whole different beast. How do you go kill off a whole team in the first five minutes? <laughs> And then accidentally kill other people. I mean, it was funny, but it wasn't. But it was funny, but it wasn't. It was kind of messed up. <laughs> it was. It, it was messed up. But it was, like I said, it's still entertaining and good. He's just a good director. But it was a whole bunch of stuff that you wouldn't see slide in a whole bunch of movies. You know, yeah. he got he got away with a lot of stuff. It was just very yeah. interesting. But that goes to show if you just kind of bold with it and you have a strong style, I guess you could get away with it. But it's just very, very, very interesting. Wayne, can you tell me why this film didn't do well at the box office the way I thought it was going to? Do you know why? 
Uh, I can. I mean, I can give you my opinion. I mean, I don't please, know please do, because I, I, mean, I, I was surprised. I think. I think a number of reasons. Uh, one, it it is a it is a, a at home. It is a HBO movie, right? So mm-hmm. people, you know, that's going to split costs right there. Two, um, I think a lot of people probably just went to the movies to see something. Something would just came out in the movies. And everybody went to flock to see that. And, um, you know, I just, you know, hey, I mean, I, I don't know if people, people like, okay, you know, I just spent 20 bucks, 40 bucks, 50 bucks. I don't know if I want to spend that. Let me go watch it at home. Right. Um, and the other reason it could be because of the Delta variant and, you know, people getting scared again. I mean, I don't know. Um, but it, I mean, it could be any number of those things or it could be a summation of all three. But, you know, I mean, really, to some extent, a lot of these Warner Brother movies were gonna be like the caught the, the profits were gonna be split in half. But but I saw an article today that said it actually was a was a green for Warner Brothers because of how well it did on Max. Cause they saying right now that anything that does well on HBO Max does well for Warner Brothers. Even if it didn't make a bunch of money, you know. Um, in the actual theater, uh, Warner Brother likes it. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it actually, again, was the second highest stream movie um, of, of HBO That's, since January. The only one that beat it was Justice Mortal League. Kombat. Oh, really? It beat, it, it, yeah, it beat, it beat out Justice League. It beat out Godzilla versus Kong. It beat out Wonder Woman. Um, okay. It beat out all those movies. The only one it did not beat since January was Mortal Kombat. And think about that, you know, I mean, it was, it's been a bunch of movies that came out, you know, on, you know, HBO Max and stuff like that. So, um, I think it was still a win plus the, 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 the ratings, the highest rated DC movie period. I, I definitely think it, it has the buying power to like move on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in, mm-hmm. in, 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 even if it's not on the biggest scale, like it was, you know, maybe something would just you know, Idris, Harley, and maybe a few other extra heroes. You know what I'm saying? Do you think that, yeah, I do. Do you think that it would have did better if it came out a month earlier? Do you think that had anything to do with it as well? Because mm-hmm. Delta variants become more of an issue as the months have progressed? I mean, I don't know. I mean, because, you know, people still going to concerts and stuff, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I do I do think... I do think that it, it probably would have done better in the movies if it wasn't uh, 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 on HBO Max. Okay. But HBO Max, and it might even do even better at HBO Max from what you're saying. If it's number two right now, it might be, go up even further, to, you know? Yeah. Because so yeah. look, like, look at, look at, look at the difference. Like, so you're going to have higher streams, right? So like, if you got, so you got, say, okay, so su- the Suicide Squad, right? So you're going to have Suicide Squad versus Black Widow, right? You're going to have Black Widow is going to automatically make more money in the movie theaters because no, Disney I'm Plus is charging you 30 bucks to watch it at home. Yep. Now, now you already I'm paying seeing. your monthly. Yeah, you already paying your monthly subscription. Right. But you got to pay 30 on top of that. Now, yeah, Suicide Squad, that's just Free. included in your HBO Max. Exactly. So you're right. So it's going to crush. And, and I think yeah. it's going to do well. It's going to probably go up even further on HBO Max, yeah. as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that'll be a success. And open the, open the door. And really, 
it's like Warner Brothers, even like I know DC stupid, but Warner Brothers, they really looking at these opportunities that they have in here and they saying, okay, wait, all these shows are doing well with the streaming. So now let's make let's let's go ahead and green light a lot of this streaming um content as opposed to these movies. Let's make let's let's do what you know what DC is, I mean what Marvel has been able to do, right? We're gonna make some shows, you know, but but our movies that have been released on Warner Brothers are like the highest streaming like of the year so far, right? More than Amazon with like the Michael B. Jordan joint or um the Tomorrow War, whatever. HBO Max is killing the game when it comes See, to I, that. So I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And DC yeah, well, is just probably gonna start just implementing a lot of stuff, just like Marvel just doing on the Disney Plus. They're just gonna start spitting out TV shows. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think I think the movie was cool. Like, I think I think oh, yeah, Star was. was dope. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I, I at some points I thought the Harley Quinn was a lot, but you know, hey, whatever. I know why they put that in there. So hey, okay. But um, her choreography was good, though. Her choreography was was, was much better and and. And and this movie than it wasn't her movie. That's why. Oh, I said. of course, well, of course. But <laughs> James Gunn did her movie. I, I mean, you know, I I just I'm like, really, like, we really about to watch Harley Quinn take out a whole army? Really? I mean, I mean, I'm. Well, hey, at least she had guns. At least she had bullets this time. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> at least she yes. Yeah, boy, she went yeah. there with a beanbag like last time. I know, man. I, I know, man. I can't I defend that, bro. Off. I can't defend it. I can't. can't I, nobody I'm, 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 it. Yeah, man, I can't. But when she got the key with her feet, that was impressive. And I, I knew when she, when they tortured her, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you wasting your time on that one, bro. He torturing her. <laughs> That's not gonna work. So I mean, all that was cool. But I hear you. I hear you. So yeah, we won't see her for a little while. Margot Robbie said that she wants to give it a break for a little bit, which is fine. So the cartoon seems to be more popular right now, anyway. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So do you think we're gonna get a Suicide Squad three, fellas, with James Gunn again, or is it too or too mm-hmm. to tell? What's gonna happen? I think it's too early to tell. Okay. Uh, he he said that his sequel idea was Suicide Squad versus Superman. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> if they green light a sequel, that's what he wants to do. But that's they, that's the premise of the game, though. They got a they got a game that's coming out that I'm actually excited for. Um, but that's the premise of the game: the Suicide Squad versus the Justice League. Okay. And I'm really confused at this. Like, yeah, that could be. No, I want to see that. That that's gonna be interesting. That's gonna be really. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. But it's like you got evil Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and the whole Justice League versus. King Shark, Bloodshot. I mean, uh, King Shark, bl- uh, Dead Bloodsport. Spot. Oh, Deadshot. No, not, not Blood. It's Deadshot. Okay. Um, Harley and and uh, the Boomerang. It's those four against the Justice League. So far, that was what's in the trailer. Okay. I don't know about that one. I'm just like, okay, who else y'all gonna have? Because y'all need. Because you know, one thing. One thing I thought about, and I know we kind of just rambling, but. One thing I thought about when I was watching this movie, I'm like, you know, that's the thing about superhero movies. You can't really watch them, like, to watch them. Like, like you can't really take them too seriously because you think, okay, we're in the time of Superman here mm-hmm. and Wonder Woman and The Flash, apparently, and Starro is just out and where the hell is Superman? Right. <laughs> like, it wasn't his really? story. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I know. I'm just saying, like, that's yeah. that's the whole thing about like superhero. Like, even when you watch a cartoon, like the Justice League cartoon, you know, or or you were watching Batman, or earlier you watching Superman on its own, you'd be like, where are the rest of these heroes at? Really? You know? And then they come out with Justice League Unlimited, you see all these endless heroes. You're like, where where were you at when I was, you know? And so, same deal with Sorrow. It's like, where was Superman? Like, now you got, now we got Superman, we got Martian Manhunter, we got Batman, The Flash, Aquaman, you got a a huge Godzilla-sized star that's, that's mind controlling people talking about this is my city. Like, really? Where's Superman? But you gotta admit though, even with uh, Justice League Unlimited, at least it kind of showed how the, the heroes were divvied out and stuff. At least you yeah. saw no, why, no, no, every, no. why people was in certain places and stuff, you know? Yeah, no, 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 no doubt, no doubt. I'm just like, yeah, that's funny to me. Like, where was, where was such and such? <laughs> Yeah, that was my issue with the first one too. That's what I was saying before about that. How it's interesting how you got these regular guys with baseball bats and guns trying to fight against these supernatural creatures, which is crazy. Yeah. But um And and Batman was literally in the movie like two, three times. Right, right. Um, I mean I know Superman was dead at that time, but you still had all these other heroes, right? You still got Shazam. Yeah, what yeah, where, where is Shazam? Yeah. Yeah, there's a and lot it, of characters. He hasn't come but... out yet, though. This film didn't come out yet, right? Well, I know, but I'm saying in this one, yeah. where is Shazam? Yeah. To answer your question about if they're going to make a third one, I think it's going to depend on a whole bunch of stuff, like who's going to be in charge of WB and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's all about money or how much it's going to make them or who's going to benefit from it. So it'll be interesting to see. And I think that they found out that without a big star like Will Smith, that it really does, you know, it's a factor because you're dealing with characters that are not necessarily mainstream. They're very niche and you're not, you're not dealing with um, regular heroes and stuff. So it's, it's rated R, there's characters people don't know. That's, that's a gamble anyway. And, you know, people are either going to be going for Will Smith or somebody like that, or, you know, followers of James Gunn and James Gunn, he's done plenty of stuff way before Guardians of the Galaxy. That's just the thing that just went mainstream from him, but he's been making movies forever and never been that big of a uh, a pull, you know, from his movie like Super and things like that. Or he just, he just always, you know, acquired taste. So, but we'll see. But you gotta have, but I still think that his trailers could have been better. I didn't care for his trailers until like the week before the movie came out or two weeks before, his trailers could be better. I think that hurt him too. I don't think his trailers were that good. But like I said- Krill did really good. People seemed to like that. And I thought those trailers were awful, but people wouldn't go saw that. Cause they knew Krill was- I was wondering about that. Cause that, those yeah. trailers were awful too. Yeah, it did very so, well. Yeah, it did very okay. well. No, Name I'm recognition so- and people knew who Krill was too. Okay. But I think Wayne is right though. I think if um, HBO Max starts rolling out these, you know, these, specialized series that you can only get on HBO Max that's going to help and give them more juice and it's going to free up some space. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, notoriety so. makes a difference, man. You know, you, you don't have, you're not a video game like Mortal Kombat that comes out every year. You, you, he's, it's not even a popular comic book. So what, what would be pushing that except for the people who know who they are? And there was nobody famous, you know, in yeah, the Yeah, no Will Smith or nothing like that. So no, I'm saying, you're right. but who knows yeah. who that is? Most yeah. people think Polka Dot Man is probably made up, and he's not, you know, or Mongol. Yeah. You're right. Or, or, or the you're, you're Weasel, right. and all that kind of stuff. So 
Um, people, like I said, Wayne said this, you know, people are going to a movie scene Fast and Furious, people, characters they've been following for 20 years. You're not yeah. going to go off there for Pete Davidson for 20 bucks with, with a whole bunch of other people you don't know and a weasel walking around with his eyes bugged out <laughs> in the middle of a of an island fighting this yeah. big old star monster. Like who yeah. would, like you have to walk into that. Like, you know, you have to know what you're going into. That's like saying you can't have cheese walking into a pizza spot. You know who and goes as big as my goal. spot? Yeah. People eat cheese. If you lack social intolerant, you don't go there. So I, I think it's just not, this movie was never really so, for the masses. Yeah, point taken. I mean, and 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 that's where you do Mr. Star Power Will Smith, you're right. Because when Suicide Squad came out, it was number one that weekend, period. There was no question about it. No, you know, people have split feelings about it, but you know, everybody went to go see it out of curiosity. So, you know, all you gotta do is get tricked at least one time to have a, a a hit for for one weekend at least. That's what happened with Green Lantern. Because <laughs> <laughs> even though you know it tanked, it was number one that weekend. <laughs> yeah. Not hard. Excuse yeah. me. No, you're right. You're right. But yeah, definitely recommend y'all check it out if you want a good action sci-fi film you know you know this is one of dc's better films so and i noticed that zach snyder deborah snyder and walter hamana were all producers on this film yeah i saw that yep <laughs> but yeah but thanks wayne for the info on the hbo max things i was wondering because i haven't even watched on hbo max yet and i have it i want to see it in the theater first but i'm probably gonna watch it on hbo max I'm probably gonna watch it again <laughs> I'm gonna watch it again now. I want to get that theater feel first, but I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll watch HBO Max definitely. So, when so. you have any final words on it? Um, you know, I I, I thought it was really entertaining. You know, uh, some points, some points it was like a little over the top. Um, but you know, I mean, that's what you go to those movies for. You know, to to see some over the top action. Um, I thought I thought it was a a, a super great decision to use Idris. I thought he like definitely helped make the movie. I thought Cena did a, I thought him him and Cena's, you know, you know, um interaction was good. I really I, I really enjoyed how they, you know, they they had all these play play villains to just be like sacrificial lambs and <laughs> uh-huh. so yeah I thought it was great man. I thought it was really good. Cool. Yeah, I, I would recommend it. I think that uh, if you're not into gore and stuff, maybe not for you. Young children, surely not. But if you're into like characters and like just fun fantasy kind of stuff with superheroes with cool weapons, loud explosions, and weird looking bad guys, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun watch, especially in the theater, you know, like I said, a popcorn and a drink. And it's, it's, it's very entertaining like that. Um, for sure. So uh, everybody did a good job. And like I said, just seeing certain people, just like this was them in a good light. If you didn't or wasn't really impressed with them the first go around on the first movie, this one was definitely um, gave those characters another shot to shine. So I think it was pretty, pretty neat to see. So uh, I, w- I would recommend it as well. All right. So that was our open discussion about the Suicide Squad in theaters now. Till next time, peace. See you somewhere out in space. Oh! Hmm. What? <laughs> Swing the cue, y'all. <laughs>
and thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with others who you think would enjoy us as well. Till next time. Peace.